Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father God, we come before you this morning, and we just ask that you would bless our time, bless our words. Lord, I pray that the hearers and anybody that is listening, Lord, that it would impact their life make a difference, and uh, we just thank you for this time together. We pray that you would bless our words and bless everything about this meeting, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. have a very good friend with me today, one of my uh, good duck hunting buddies, and just a great guy, Mr. Blair Goulas. Welcome yeah. to the show, Blair. Thank you. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Blair. Well, I'm 31 years old. I was born and raised right in Brobridge, Louisiana. That's God's um, country. Yep, yep. And I grew up uh, pretty much in the church, and I was born, I still go to the same church that I was actually born going to, and uh, I have a pretty unique story as far as, you know, I never really struggled with a lot of things that a lot of the teenagers struggle with as far as alcohol, drugs, you know, just getting myself tied in with a lot of bad company and everything. I was Where did very you go to high school? Carrico High School. Okay. I was very sheltered as a kid. My mom and dad divorced when I was nine years old. Pretty rough childhood just without your mom. I was really close to my mom, but had to decide whether or not I wanted to live with my dad and my brother or my mom and my two sisters. Mm difficult decision to make when you're nine years old. So ended up going back and forth several times, ended up living actually with my uh, dad because I wanted to be with the boys, you know, I wanted to <laughs> of course. do those types of things. And um, at the time really, really lost, just, you know, just really difficult, not, not, you know, I was really close to my mom, but ended up living with my dad. And it's just a mess going back and forth every weekend, not being able to be with both your parents at the same time. So definitely had an effect on me as a kid. Grew up really, really quiet, really to myself, didn't talk much. Just very shy, very, very shy. But after after a while, about 15, 16 years old, kind of not going the right way, right path in life. Wasn't really doing anything major, but just I was, my dad didn't allow me to date. So I started dating these little girls at 15, 16 years old. And behind his back. Behind his back. And, um, he well, took, I don't know. When I was 15 and 16, I had that, that I mean, that's a must. For yeah, me. yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he didn't allow me to date, didn't want me to get tied in with that, wanted me to focus on sports and school. And so at that time, I, I just, I wanted to, you know, do what I wanted to do. Obviously, uh, every kid I think goes through that at that time of their life. But I was, I did that. I date, I was dating this little girl and he found out. And also, he didn't like let me listen to secular rap music, which is full of cursing and just drug references and just a lot of very vulgar stuff. So uh, he found that I was I had a couple CDs with a bunch of bad music on it. And also, he found out he took my one cell phone that I was using to talk to the little girl. So he took <laughs> that phone, ended up I had my neighbor get a prepaid phone, and I was talking on a second phone. And then he found the second phone, and at that point he said, uh, "You're punished." And I was like, 
for how long? He said, no, you're punished. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no end date. No, uh, you're just punished. And I was like, okay. So ended up staying punished for about a year. And That's a long time. A year, a whole year. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't really go anywhere. The only place he allowed me to go was church on Wednesday nights with the youth group. In that time is where my story starts, my spiritual journey really starts, because up until that time, I mean, yes, I went to church, yes, I knew God, yes, I heard the story about Christ a thousand times, but it wasn't until I was pretty much in a humbled place in life, and that's where God found me, and, you know, one Wednesday night, I just, after church, I just felt really, really, every time, you know, they gave the, basically gave the, um, you know, if you want to accept God, you know, and you want to, you know, change your life around, you know, come up for prayer. And when they did that, that when that one Wednesday night, you know, a couple Wednesday nights, I would get really hot in my seat, you know, at the end. And I just knew I needed to make a change in my life. So one Wednesday night, I just, I just gave, gave up. I was like, you know what, I, this is, this is for me. I want to, I want to, I want to do this. And, um, uh, you know, something changed in me that night, and I've never been the same since. You know, I don't have the same desires. I don't, you know, it just God took took over every part of me, you know, and uh, I became a youth leader, and just everything, you know, kind of went off from there. How old were you then? I was 16. 16, that's my number, y'all know that. So, you know, there, certainly a conversion moment in your life, because I, I felt that same thing, but for me, it was I was probably more like 40. <laughs> uh, you know, it all all in God's time. But Blair, uh, so Blair, a, f- a few things. Um, the the show is called Cajun Catholics, and uh, Blair is not a Catholic. I think he is a Cajun, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I always say you don't have to be Cajun or Catholic to be on the show. You just got to have a love for the Lord. And I've been around this guy for several years, and and uh, he's one of the greatest per- people I know. We don't talk a whole lot. We we've hunt t- hunted together a few times, but he's a good person. And everyone that I know that's ever met Blair knows how much of a good person he is and he's running a big business he owns uh, cj's plumbing and uh yeah. and he's a young guy 31 years old that's a lot on your shoulders but uh yeah. i'm sure that you deserve all that success at such a young young age so tell me a little bit about more about um certainly i'd like to know how you met your wife uh, since you were on a dating fast there for such a long time and yeah. how old were you when y'all met we actually met, we both became youth leaders and met at church in the youth group right around that same time that I really had that conversion. And we started just being friends at first. We were friends for a whole year before we actually started dating. And before my dad, you know, was like, man, this is a good girl from church. You know, I'm, I'm going to let him see her. And he, she came to a family function and we kind of went from there. But mm-hmm. we've been married 10 years now. We've been together 16 years Another another good number. So yeah, <laughs> it keeps coming up. Yep, yep. So we've been together that long, and so uh, we've been through a lot. But we definitely met at the right place. You know, we didn't meet at a bar, so that was good. You know, we met met at That's church. Uncajun like, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, you know, with even with meeting a woman, one thing that I've I found out that even though you meet your wife at church, it's no easier to make that relationship work. So a lot of people think, you know, if I marry the perfect wife, then I'm just going to live a perfect life. But marriage really is what you put into it. You only get what you put into it. If you don't put nothing into it, 
it's going to be hell on earth no matter if, where you found her. Amen. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say, uh, you know, it's, it's every mother's dream to have their child meet their spouse in church. Yeah. My mom used to, hey, where you, you know, for, especially with my brothers, we're six boys. They, hey, what? Where did you meet that girl? Oh, we met in a bar. Can't you find a good girl at church? You know, that's, that's what they always <laughs> yeah. say. So tell me, Blair, you mentioned that you were got hot in your seat that time before you really made this conversion moment. But obviously, you know, for me, the Holy Spirit got on you and, and, and touched you in a deep way where, where the Holy Spirit did the same thing to me. How does the Holy Spirit manifest itself? I know for me, like I always wanted to go back to that moment where that where you had that conversion yeah. and to that time where you were just on fire, and that's hard to maintain throughout your life. Definitely. I know you're young, but but how do you maintain that? It's definitely taking time to to pray, read your Bible for sure. Those are the obvious things, but it's just taking time to you know to reflect on. And just take some still moments. Life is so fast. Life is so fast-paced. And it's just to try to slow everything down enough for you to, to have those moments with God where he, he can't, you can even hear him. You know, you, everybody has their headphones in and just you just constantly listen to music, listen to, to everything. It's just to take that time to slow and still and quiet everything down enough for you to even hear if God was talking to you or trying to. But uh, for me, in that in that moment, I don't know, man. My heart just started racing, and God was definitely doing a work on my heart, you know. And every time, sometimes when God, you know, comes over you, sometimes you just start crying uncontrollably, you know. You just feel, you can feel God's presence, and you definitely know when He's there. And when when and if you, I feel like if you, if you make that opportunity, you can you can create that moment with God if you, you know. Just worship, play some music, you know, sing to him. He'll definitely come and, and meet you, and you'll you'll definitely feel him and can recreate that moment, you know, of a special moment with him. Us Catholics call that 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 place, if you want to call it a place, sanctifying grace. Yeah. And um, you know, that's the place where through our sacraments, you know, you're available to all those pings, if you want to call them, that the Holy Spirit sends down, and so. You know, for me, you know, yeah, you got to be and you got to be there to receive it. And you got to have your mind in the right place when yeah. God comes calling because it's everything's in front of us. I mean, I, I see signs all over from the Holy Spirit for me. It's doves. It's whether I see them or I hear them. I know you and I don't talk about this on the lease. We have a lot of doves, but I don't ever shoot the doves. I'm never going to shoot the doves because, <laughs> I mean, that's just not something. I'll shoot that duck. But uh, I'm not a deer hunter, you know. I just feel like that's too big. I don't know. That's more like a person to me, and so I'm not a big. I know your dad's a big deer hunter. Yeah. Uh, but um, we love hunting, and I think we see we see you and I share a lot of good pictures from from the lease, you know, because God's present there for sure, huh? Yeah. 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 And you have how many kids? Three. You got three. Wow. And boys, girls. I know you got one boy. Eight year old boy, six year old girl, and almost a three year old boy. Wow. Okay. Boy, girl, boy. So tell me, uh, in in your prayer life, when are you praying? Now, this guy's hooked up. I mean, I'm telling you, they are, you can imagine a plumbing company in Acadiana with the freezes and the hurricanes and all that we've had. You know, y'all, I'm sure y'all stay pretty busy. How do you find time to pray? Man, um, my best time is waking up early only because after seven o'clock in the morning, there's not much anything productive as far as 
you know, a, a quiet time happening after that until nine, ten o'clock at night. And so most of it, and then after that, you know, talking with my wife and everything. So it's really before seven in the morning is really the only time. But apart from that, you know, a lot of times when I get in my truck in the morning, I'll I'll sing, you know, some worship and I'll just kind of uh, pray and just and and if and definitely if anything comes up during the day, I'll pray over my wife, my family, ask God to keep them safe and just protect them. And so I just kind of follow God's spirit. Sometimes I just feel the need to pray about something or something comes up and I'll just pray right then and there. You know, I don't I don't you know, I just right where I'm at, you know, just talk with God, but that's the way to do it. The quiet alone time has to be really before seven in the morning. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, tell me about, uh, you mentioned you, you read the Bible and I know that you're mentoring, uh, a lot of, uh, youth and adults for, for, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that in your, in your life. As far as, uh, I, I do a men's, uh, a men's inner healing class, not pretty much between like 20 to about 38 year old guys and uh, it's an inner healing course that we do um, basically it mostly deals with hurts hurts that have came in wounds that we've experienced you know not physical wounds but spiritual and emotional wounds that we've experienced as a kid you know maybe you were beat maybe you were sexually abused maybe you were verbally abused for years on end and then you're a grown-up and those things just affect you you know maybe you were told that you know, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares what you have to say, you know, and you were beat that in, you, that was beaten into your head as a kid. Nobody cares what you have to say. And then now you're an adult and you're just a very quiet person, you know, because you don't talk because, hey, nobody cares what you have to say. And just still as an adult, you don't realize it, but you're walking around and I, I'm, you just don't feel the need to share your opinion because, hey, nobody cares what I have to say because your parent or your your guardian as a, as a child, you know, beat that into you. And so it, it really, the program is a 16-week course that helps people to go back to those moments and re-experience, it, it almost like re-experiencing those moments, but you go back to that place with God by your side. Not that he wasn't there, but now that you know God and now that he's present, you know, right there with you, you can go back and allow God to be in that moment with you and experience it with his love and with his grace in that moment. And it brings healing knowing, you know, and and. God speaks over you in that moment and shows that, man, even through those difficult times, he was always there, and now it's part of your testimony, and now you can help other people get past those those times in their life that where maybe the similar things have happened to them. That's so beautiful. You're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guest is Mr. Blair Goulas. He is the owner of CJ's Plumbing and a leader at, tell me the name of your Family church, Life Family Church. Life Church Family in Lafayette. So, Blair, you mentioned about Bible reading, and... Us Catholics, we, we, we kind of stink a little bit at, at Bible reading. We're all trying to do better, you know, uh, but I find that the, the churches outside the Catholic Church probably do a little better job with uh, with knowing the Bible and reading the Bible. Where are you in the Bible or where? Share some, Where? what's your favorite places in there? I'm, I'm in John right now. Hey. Um, yep. Yeah. We and, talked uh, about that coming over. Yeah, you I'm see actually how the Holy in... Spirit's jumping on us right here. <laughs> I'm in John right now, but... Um, as far as reading the Bible, um, especially when I was a youth leader and before you know life really ramped up, I had the opportunity to read through the entire Bible twice. Hello, uh, from from start to finish, which that's a challenge. Yeah, it's a for ma- all our listeners. Yeah, major major uh, difference just knowing what's in there. You know, um, 
you know, bits and pieces, but to go through it from front to start to finish, uh, definitely. Um, and is that how you did it? Genesis to Revelation? Yeah, yeah. Just Some right people do it chronologically yeah. or they do it in order. There's a bunch of, bunch of different ways. I, I just read it straight through just like it is twice. Um, once a, one in one year and one in the next year. So two years in a row I read through the entire Bible. Um, and it really, really makes a, a, a big impact on your life. That's a lot, man. You know what I, uh, I'm, I, I don't, I've never read through the Bible front to back. I've read a lot of the Bible, but you know, the things that like, I don't know, some of the little things that get me is like Isaiah, you know, that was the one that in the old, I'm not that good with the old Testament, but I'm so like, especially we're taping this around Christmas time, but this is going to air a little bit, bit into 2021. But, uh, Isaiah prophesied that the Lord was coming and pretty great detail and i believe it was about 850 years before christ came imagine yeah. you know saying hey in the year 2821 something something really important's going to happen that's pretty mind-boggling <laughs> you know and uh so i'm in john big time i uh, i've been doing a study bible with john so let's talk a little bit about john um I uh, my favorite, my absolute favorite, because I like to fish, is, yeah. is the miraculous catch, and I'm looking for a good um, artist uh, uh, picture for my camp uh, of the miraculous catch. Okay, so trivia, <laughs> I'm going to trivia on the spot. How many oh, fish? How many fish did they catch? This is after the resurrection on, and the miraculous catch. Do you know? How many? How many numbers? They they, they, I know. Was, they, wasn't John, it too much where the the nets broke? That's true. That's true. But there's a specific number, and it's important. One fifty three. So in the book of John, uh-huh. it says they caught one hundred and fifty three fish. Do you know why that's significant? No. Okay, so you're right about there was a whole bunch of fish, and it didn't tear the nets. And I think that what I've read is the reason is because the church is so strong, everyone's welcome, and that, you know, nothing can, 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 penetrate those those nets that's it's a representation of the church but i like math i like math was my subject in school 153 is the perfect expression of the trinity of three because if you do if you do and you can google this if you google the number 153 it's a perfect pyramid in in arithmetic mm-hmm. and so one to the third power plus five to the third power plus three to the third power is 153 hmm. and if you add up the first 27 numbers one plus two plus three you get 153 so three is it's like the perfect expression of the trinity is why john used that number another thing i've heard though is that um it's there were 153 different species of fish in the sea of galilee so they caught one of everything Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they didn't just catch 153 brim, sakale. They caught 153 and one of everything, and that's what <laughs> made it a really miraculous catch. That's nuts. Yeah, another cool thing uh, was um, they. it's only two times in the Bible that they mention a charcoal fire. I like to yeah, yeah, cook yeah. at the camp, right? What were those two times? Do you know? Jesus, it, what two times they used charcoal? Well, they mentioned the charcoal fire. I only know of one. Okay, when was that? That was a they they caught Jesus uh, barbecuing on the seashore. <laughs> That's right. He was he said, "Bring some of those fish over here. We'll cook them for breakfast." Right. Yeah. The other time was when uh, when Peter denied Christ and he was warming himself by, oh, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. charcoal fire. And it's important yeah. because these are the two representations of Peter's repenting for the you know he 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 failed the test and Christ brings him back to that fire 
and says, hey, this is, this is my opportunity. To, you denied me three times. And then he asked him three times, hey, do you love me? Three times. Right, yeah. So it's, uh, it's that renewal. That's yeah. where I am in my spiritual life. I'm on, I'm on the finale, as they like to call it, of John. But John's so beautiful. Yep. And, um, you know, enough about me. Uh, we're going to feature you on this show, Blair. <laughs> so, uh, again, um, is there um, a Bible character that you most uh, you feel like represents you? Man, I've never, ever thought I've, about never that? Th- I've never thought about which character. My wife does more of those uh, parallel yeah. uh, things. but um, Or what's your favorite Bible verse? Man, my favorite a, Bible verse? Read them all. Um, I think a really good one, um, um, uh, what is it, uh, Micah, man, Micah, it, it says, walk humbly, uh, man. I know I that I can't one. think of it on the spot. Walk humbly with thy God. Uh, it, it's just a good uh, life motto. And actually, our um, our founding pastor gave it to me. It's talk about serve, serve and walk humbly with thy God is uh, basically the main thing. And, and my, my big thing is um, I like, I like my, my main life motto would be mostly like, if you serve with humility, God brings you honor. And so um, I did kind of a study on it, and it shows that if you serve, always have an attitude of serve service to others, whether it's business, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's to your kids, to your marriage, to your uh, peers, to your parents, serve with humility, with an attitude of humility, and it brings honor. So it doesn't matter if you're 15 years old if you apply by that principle you'll have the honor of even 40 50 year old men they'll look down on you and say man this is an honorable person um and so it it you by you living that way it demands honor and uh you don't have to try to gain respect or honor it, it just comes and so mm-hmm. that's i think i think that's me. how i would describe blair um you know I don't know that this guy goes around preaching, you know, but he, he, he's the kind of guy, he's like St. Francis, you know, he, uh, he, 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 he doesn't have to say it because by the way he lives, people know, and, uh, that's the way that, uh, people around, you know, uh, you're such a good guy and, um, I'm, I'm happy to be called, call your friend. Yeah. Uh, so Blair, um, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, you, you mentioned your pastor, and um, and I know he's come hunting out at the camp, I believe. Is that the same guy? That's a different guy? He's the, uh, no, this is our founding pastor of the okay. church. But, right. um, so who, who, that's what I want to ask you is like, who are your mentors, whether it's a family member yeah. or uh, who and and uh, that, that you look up to? My mentor is uh, Brandon Miller. He's the current um, senior pastor at Family Life. Um, he is actually just so happens to be my brother-in-law uh we married my dad married his wife's mom and so i was kind of born into that family and uh he was the youth pastor at the time um that i you know really started serving god and um so i mean he he's our my marriage counselor he's my if i have anything if i have any questions um i have several other people that i you know talk to you about god and friends that are you know of the faith but um, Brandon is my go-to for definitely marriage-related issues and also personal. What makes him so special? What What um, is it about him? I mean, he's 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 my he's my. Uh, How old is he? He's my superior. You know, he's forty, probably forty-four, mm-hmm. forty-three, maybe. 
I hope I'm not saying too well, old. Yeah, if, if young, you're I can tell you, if you're listening, you might be thinking he's old, and I'm thinking he's young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to overshoot. If anything, you always undershoot, especially with women. What you about don't, you what don't about, overshoot their age? <laughs> you're right about that. So, Blair, what about like um, just in general, like um, with more like secular, famous type people or people in the past? Is there people that you uh, have a lot of respect for or that you? you look up to maybe read their books or um i, I read uh john bevere um i read a lot of john maxwell on leadership you know because he's he's um, a christian but he's also uh, a strong leader and he teaches a lot of leadership things so mm-hmm. that's where i've learned so apart from my the mentors that i know there's several of them that i read books and um, have learned and gained a lot of insight john eldridge um, talks a lot about like the, the masculine heart, more like male specific, um, and his wife does more female specific. Talking about like how to become basically the man specific, like to m- the male that God created you to be, and how to you know mm-hmm. get the fullness of what God's created you for. Just a few minutes left on the show. Um, I, I'd like to do this with you, since uh, non-Catholic Catholic. Let's. I want to let you ask me a question about the Catholic faith. Maybe that's intrigued you, something you don't understand, uh, and then I'll ask you something about yours. Catholic faith. Um, well, I know. I know that there's a definitely in the past. You know, I think the Protestant, uh, you know, religions kind of branched off of uh, the Catholic faith at at some point way in the past, from what I read. But um, I guess the biggest mis, mis, uh, misconception are um, it would it would have to be like the the importance of Mary and the uh, and the apostles mm-hmm. um, and how that you know and how y'all uh, deflect focus, away from focus, God. Yeah. Focus, yeah. focus uh, on that. You know, it's funny where that's what we're talking about real quickly. But uh, but Mary in that study book of John, she's only mentioned twice in John. She's yeah. mentioned uh, at the Annunciation, and she's mentioned at the foot of the cross. And and they they the, the the guy that wrote this book says that's a bookmark. You know, that's to show how important she is to the to the whole faith, and uh, and yeah. how she's in the beginning and in the end. But you know, I think it, it's I just look at it this simply. You know, I know you have a lot of respect. You got a great mom, and if your mother told you, you know, you you know anything, whether it was about your faith, and you you would have the utmost respect for her. Same thing with right. me. My faith life all comes from my mother, and I think Jesus is the same way. You know, it's not. I think people think the Catholics worship Mary. That's certainly not the case. Uh, you know, because Jesus asked Mary to turn the water into wine. You know, it was intercessionary. It's like, hey, Mary, could you ask him to do this for us? So <laughs> that's how the Catholics kind of look at praying through Mary. So I'll ask you one quick one. We, uh, you know, we consider the Eucharist as the the true body of Christ in John six. You know, I believe that's the soul blood and divinity of, of christ and that's really him that's hard yeah. that's a hard how do y'all handle the eucharist at your church do y'all partake? Um, yeah we do partake uh once a month um at the first uh sunday of every month um we take communion um and uh, would you consider that a symbol it's a symbol yeah that we we take it more as a symbol um not the you know not we just take deal. of it and it's more of a symbolic representation you know, to the Last Supper and just to sure. your commitment to Christ and uh, your your dedication to um, staying pure. You know, because obviously it says not to partake of it if you're you know right. If in you're, a state you, of, you, you have to yeah. you have to repent and ask for forgiveness before taking. You don't Certainly. want to do it in a unworthy manner. Yep. 
Yep. It's been so great talking to you. Uh, time has flown by. Blair's just an awesome guy. CJ's plumbing. Uh, you know, he's uh, just got a great business and he's a, a great Christian man. And I'm happy to call him my friend. So yeah, thank you, you for too, being on the show. Uh, uh, you've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Um, we, you can hear us now on Spotify or on your Apple podcast if you just search Cajun Catholics. And as always, we always challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.